Welcome to Come Follow Me, Mental Health Insights with Dr. David Morgan. Each week we'll review a concept from the Come Follow Me lesson and talk about applications to improve our mental and emotional health. Hi, welcome to episode 19. This week we are studying Exodus chapters 35 through 40 and Leviticus 1, 6, uh, 1 16 and 19. Um, which basically it's the whole book of Leviticus. This is the only week that we'll be talking about that. There's just a few chapters for recommended reading. Um, and Leviticus is one of the five books of Moses. And generally speaking, it's kind of a handbook of instruction to the people regarding how to keep the law of Moses and how to bring them closer to God. Just like we have a handbook of instruction uh, for the church today, they had similar things back in Moses' time. So from the Bible Dictionary, we read the following about the book of Leviticus. Uh, The book of Leviticus represents the priestly religious life of Israel. Its dominant thought is the presence of a holy God in the midst of a holy people dwelling in a holy land. Its object is to teach religious truth to the minds of men through the medium of a stately, stately ritual, sacrifices representing the need of atonement and communion, the consecration of the priesthood, teaching the need of consecration of the life of every worshiper who would draw nigh unto God, and the law of clean and unclean teaching that God requires the sanctification of the whole man, body, as well as spirit. There it says the its object is to teach religious truth to the minds of the people. And this is a very important idea. Our, the emotions that we feel are almost always a product of the way we think. This is a core principle in psychology. In order to change the way we feel about things, we need to change the way we think about things. So if we believe things that are untrue, that is going to affect our emotions in ways that they other that they wouldn't otherwise need to be effective. <clears throat> Excuse me, be affected. We need to fill our minds with truth and erase or displace the things that are untrue. Uh, Elder Lawrence W. Corbridge gave a BYU devotional in uh, 2018, I believe. It's called Stand Forever, one of my favorite, favorite talks. And this is a quote from him. Truth enables us to see clearly because it is the knowledge of things as they really are and as they were and as they are to come. Knowledge is crucial to avoid deception and to discern between truth and error and to see clearly and chart a course through the hazards of our day. People say you should be true to your beliefs. While that is true, you cannot be better than what you know. Most of us act based on our beliefs, especially what we believe to be in our self-interest. The problem is we are sometimes wrong. When you act badly, you may think you are bad when in truth you are usually mistaken. You are just wrong. The challenge is not so much closing the gap between our actions and our beliefs. Rather, the challenge is closing the gap between our beliefs and the truth. That is the challenge. I love that last statement from Elder Corbridge that the challenge is closing the gap between our beliefs and the truth. And I find this in psychology all the time. Uh, people come in with uh, in, in mental health distress, and most of the time, they the beliefs that they have about themselves are untrue. And the process of therapy is simply correcting those beliefs. So our one of our main goals in life should be to take a look at our thinking, consider which aspects may be inaccurate, and then to better align those parts of our thinking with revealed truth. Uh, in the lesson manual for this week, and come follow me, uh, there's a statement that talks about being in holy places. And it says, of course, simply being in holy places doesn't make us holy. 
And it's, I think it's referring to the tabernacle and how it wasn't just good enough to be around holy things, but one had to change her or his life to become holy as well. And when I read that sentence, what came to mind was simply being in counseling doesn't make us more mentally healthy or simply reading mental health books or listening to this podcast or taking medication. None of that in and of itself is going to create change. We need to do something. We need to closely analyze our thoughts and do the difficult work of changing inaccuracies that we may have had for decades. It's one of the reasons that I do invitations at the end of these podcasts, because I want there to be action on our part. Uh, just listening and observing or absorbing is good, and that's a good start, but it has to be followed by action if we want to make progress. So let's do an example on this. Uh, let's look at Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, which, by the way, was an old scripture mastery back when I was in seminary. And it says, Thou shalt not avenge, nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. Which is interesting that um, sometimes we associate the law of Moses with this eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, kind of a, a law of retribution. Yet right here, the Lord is telling us to love thy neighbor as thyself uh, centuries, uh, probably millennia before he would come in the flesh. So there's a truth taught here. And the truth is that holding grudges or having bad feelings towards other people is inconsistent with the Lord's way. He invites us to love each other as we love ourselves. Yet in practice, many of us probably do hold grudges or have hateful feelings towards individuals or groups. And so why is this? Why the, why the conflict? Why are we doing something that is clearly prohibited in the Old Testament and the New Testament? And, and most of us are believers. Most of, most of us want to follow the Savior. So why do we do these things? And I think the bottom line is that at some level, we feel justified in doing so. There must be some sort of thought process that we have that makes us feel, okay, I understand, love one another, I get it. But in this case with Joe or Sarah or whoever it is, I am justified in feeling differently. Uh, maybe they have betrayed us and so we feel like we deserve to withhold their love. Or maybe we feel justified in hating a group of people because they have beliefs that are contrary to ours. But these these issues, these beliefs that we have that kind of fuel this behavior are contrary to truth. And we need to do the work to change them. Um, in the April 2022 General Conference, excuse me, President Nelson said, my call today, dear brothers and sisters, is to end conflicts that are raging in your heart, your home, and your life. Bury any and all inclinations to hurt others, whether those inclinations be a temper, a sharp tongue, or a resentment for someone who has hurt you. The Savior commanded us to turn the other cheek, to love our enemies, and to pray for those who despitefully use us. So that is contrary, probably, to some of the beliefs that we might hold if we do have hatred towards someone else, or if we do have uh, some sort of grudge or grief with another person. The goal of the book of Leviticus is to teach us truth. And here, President Nelson is teaching us truth as well. The invitation to us is to change our beliefs and align them closer with truth. It's definitely not easy, but it is so worth it. So here's this week's invitation. And this, is, this particular invitation is something that will take some time to do. 
And it doesn't need to be done before the next podcast. It can be a matter of ongoing prayer and study. And just a reminder about these invitations that I make every week, you don't need to do all of them. Um, I've been thinking about this. We've been going for about uh, four months now. And I could think, man, it could get pretty overwhelming every week just to be piling on another invitation and trying to do these because some of these things are designed to go over the course of weeks and months. And it is certainly not my intention to overwhelm you. It's to give you opportunities to act. So um, so if, if you feel overwhelmed by saying, oh, no, here comes another invitation. I need to do it. You don't have to do it. I want you to prayerfully consider which ones, which invitations might be good for you and then focus on them. So here's this week's consider a relationship where you are, where you might be holding a grudge or whether you have bad feelings towards another person or towards a group of people. Then I want you to think about the reasons why you have those bad feelings and, and document those, write those down. Then I want you to compare those reasons to what the scriptures and church leaders have taught about forgiveness and loving one another and look for discrepancies. Uh, and I want you to write down any discrepancies between your beliefs that you have about these things and then true teachings that you've found and then ultimately develop a plan to help correct any of your thinking that is contrary to what the scriptures or church leaders have taught. I do have some free worksheets that you can download to help you remember and implement uh, this week's and former week's invitations. To find out how to get these, uh, just sign up for my email newsletter. You can find the link how to do that in the show notes. Also, if you find these podcasts helpful, please share them with other people uh, and maybe it can bless their lives as well. Thanks for listening, and until next time, this is Dr. David Morgan reminding you that change is possible, but change requires action, and to always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more, please visit Dr. Morgan's website at www.ldspsychologist.com.